yeah, like I said, a paradigm that wants you to fit in. People, people around you start saying like, whoa, hey, buddy, like, relax. Like, that, that doesn't make sense because I wasn't raised that way. And then the more they open their mouths and give their opinions on certain things, the more you realize they were raised like a pussy. Best is subjective, but there are certain models, ideologies, and ways of thinking that have been found in the most successful people on this planet. And as with anything, if one wants to be successful in their own life, it is often suggested to take notes and learn from those who have been there and done that. The greats have many overlapping qualities in common. They're passionate, determined, hardworking, positive, humble, faithful, caring, etc. We see glimmers of these specific qualities in the way they interact with other people, you know, either with other people, their craft, or the public in general. If you are perceptive enough, you can predict these outstanding qualities that help them get to where they are now. You can see in the way they interact with other people, if they're honest, trustworthy, caring, etc. You don't just pay attention to what they say. Rather, you know, their actions, what they do. You know, granted, in professions where one's physical attributes play a larger role in determining your success, like sports, obviously, um, or maybe modeling, personality and characteristics, they play second fiddle to your appearance. But still, I don't think you can generally get away with being, you know, a piece of shit human being and then become successful because success is basically... It's determined by the value you bring to the market, the economy. People won't just give you money. You cannot force people to give you money unless you're government. But if you provide enough value to them, then they will voluntarily give you money. And I don't think you can be a piece of shit human being and have people work for you and actually believe in what you're saying and trust you enough to give you their hard-earned money. Um, I think most of the people who are successful and i.e. rich are generally good people. Um, I mean, unless you are the biggest con artist in the world and your health or your health was inherited. I think having integrity makes people trust you. Um, and like I said, when they trust you, they're more likely to give you their money. That being said, we are not here to speak of bullshit philosophies or modern liberal ways of thinking like be kind, choose love, be anti-hate. These hollow phrases mean nothing when you look under the hood. They are just slogans based on your desired emotion with no real substance. Any asshole can say, choose love, dude, all while being a prick in his personal relationships. The best philosophies are those that do not require overt, extravagant virtue signaling, right? The best philosophies are those that are intrinsic and natural to the human consciousness. And what I mean by that is that... Uh, they must be natural to the human body, the human being itself. So basically everyone, they're not special. They're not abstract. They're not esoteric. They're not, you know, only certain people can, 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 uh, have these philosophies. They are inherent to everyone. It's just about tapping into it. The best philosophies stand the test of time. They are the best because they are traditional. They are traditional because they are proven and proven because they are adopted by the great leaders or empires. Uh, uh, and social movements around the world and throughout history. 
In order to take the right steps forward, we must retrace the right steps of the past. Now the definition of philosophy is this, the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence, especially when considered as an academic discipline. Um, people like to think too much into philosophy. Philosophy just kind of governs what we think, what we do. Um, you know, it's not that big a deal. Every time you're thinking about a, a thought pattern and, and, and how, damn, you know, last uh, I learned this from this this event, this situation, now I have to learn and, and, and compile what I've learned into a new outlook onto a new situation. And now I'll be better adapted for it. That's basically what philosophy is. And philosophy is like a, a meta. Philosophy is like a meta um, fucking database of experiences. You apply everything you've learned, all the experiences of everybody and say, okay, this is the way things are generally from what has been experienced. Um, and people have fucking, you know, philosophers have pondered over reality, consciousness, all this shit. But today we're just going to kind of speak on, on the, the bare bones on how to do like kind of day to day and how to, how to seek, how to see, uh, life day to day, um, how to have a good outlook on life and generally how having a good outlook will lead to better results in your life. So the three great questions of philosophy is this, what is knowledge? How should we conduct ourselves and how should we govern ourselves? Um, now, what I will not do is start lecturing on this and put a weedy, weedy, blah, blah, blah. It's just about asking questions and prompting you to think in your own way and find your own answers yourself. So, I mean, seeking, uh, when you seek the conception of knowledge, you're generally talking about, you know, getting into the human consciousness and all that. Of course, that is a priceless question for which nobody has proof for, but everyone has theories. Um, the idea of God is, is the shortcut to this, to solving this problem, obviously, but you know, it might be the correct answer just without the proof, right? Um, you remember in math class when the teachers said, show your work, but you just, you just knew that the, that, that, that's what the correct answer was. Um, you got to it and there, why do I need to show my work in order to prove her how I came to the correct answer? You know, what does it matter? It's the correct answer. I think this is similar to believing that God is a creator uh, and source of all life in the universe, along with human consciousness. Something feels like this is correct. We look around and know and feel it, but there's no proof. And there may never be, or if there is, I don't believe the human brain will be able to perceive it. I don't, I don't think we're, we're built for that. Um, but to number two, how should we conduct ourselves? Today, it seems obvious that people in a civilized society should generally not kill, steal, commit adultery, etc., but I can imagine that this was not always the case. I don't think we are born with the innate sense that killing or stealing is bad, but I do think that we have the innate ability to perceive when something is not true or fair, or the ability to know, you know, suffering or grief when we see it, right? Emotion. Therefore, we have learned that the actions, our actions that cause suffering or grief are bad, or are quote unquote bad. Three, how should we govern ourselves? This is the age-old question that ancient Greek philosophers pondered on for centuries, right? Constructing, you know, theoretical systems of, of government to appease all members of society uh, while, you know, having, causing minimal damage to other members. Uh, they always wanted the best bang for buck governing system. Of course, no governing system is perfect because in a perfect universe, everybody would be happy 100% of the time. But again, it is not government's job to reassure that. Uh, it is our own. So I guess one way of looking at it would be we should govern collectively 
using the same blueprint for how we govern individually. And what an individual wants at the end of the day, you know, let's say they did not belong to any country or society. They want freedom. Freedom is most high. So we need a government that protects protects each individual's freedom as long as they don't infringe upon others' freedoms. That's what individual people want at the end of the day. The freedom to act, the freedom to think how they want to think, the freedom to say what they want to say, again, as long as it doesn't infringe upon other people's freedoms. Um, the, fr the freedom to live, the freedom to, to be happy, to do whatever they feel that they want to do, as long as they, they um, you know, live by the, the, the rules on, in which, in whatever society they're, they're living in, right? But yeah, I mean, I just touched on, I mean, these three things on the fundamentals of the field of philosophy. Uh, philosophy is also defined as this, a theory or attitude held by a person or organization that acts as a guiding principle for, for behavior. Um, philosophy by itself is pretty much useless, if I'm being honest, because you are not applying it to anything. You are simply thinking and pondering for the sake of it. Philosophy is most effective when you can apply certain schools of thought and patterns to different crafts and fields of work. I mentioned athletes and successful people. They have very sturdy philosophies about life. I don't think you'll, I mean, I don't think you'll find a great athlete who is a coward or a sloth in their personal life, right? Like, or who, who eats like shit, doesn't clean up their room, you know, is a douchebag, like generally like all these bad qualities. I don't think you'll find them or like is lazy, right? I don't think it's possible. These, like these polar attributes, they cannot exist in the same space. A person who has good hygiene is a clean person all around. A person who's hardworking is hardworking all around. I think not only sometimes. If you find this to be untrue, listen up. It is either one of two things. One, the person is not as clean or hardworking as they think they are. Number two, they are being forced to be clean or hardworking under certain conditions, which makes them not this way naturally, right? They're not hardworking or clean if they have to be forced to. You cannot force virtue. You cannot force truth um, or kindness or any personal quality. It comes as a result of your own journey and setbacks and experiences and your growth. And this brings us to actually pinpointing the philosophy that I believe is best that we, we should adapt in our lives. There are actually two, um, I guess you can say, and they work, they both work in tandem to each other. Uh, they are Eastern and European, uh, Eastern and Western counterparts, Eastern European, Eastern and Western counterparts. So one is a Western philosophy and the other one is an Eastern religion. Um, the Western philosophy is stoicism. So the, the definition of stoicism is the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. It's to have an internal locus of control. This is me. It's to have an internal locus of control, which, basic, which basically means you are responsible for controlling the events of your life. And as a result, nothing external can affect your mood, feelings, and actions. Only the internal per perception of what happens around us. A good way to summarize it is this. And it's a quote from uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, which I know he's a fictional character, so I assume it's attributed to the writer of the film. But it goes like this. The problem is not the problem itself. The problem is your attitude about the problem. People who tend to blame themselves or blame everybody but themselves or attribute success to luck and never actually take responsibility for their own actions are people who have an external locus of control. Their life is a result of other people, not their own thoughts or actions. 
Stoicism, on the other hand, is a philosophy that I believe is it's, it's correct. It's correct because it yields results in people's lives if they choose to adopt it. They have an internal locus of control. The external cannot affect you if you don't let it affect you. Uh, a philosophy is, is an attitude you hold to all aspects of your life. It transcends specific fields, right? It just is. You can apply it to anything. It's an umbrella. Make sure you have a good one, a good, a good, strong philosophy that you can apply to anything, and it won't, it won't budge. It'll be sturdy, and through good or through bad, you hold on to it. One of my favorite quotes, quotes is from Albert Einstein. The dude was a physicist, but this is why I say that philosophy transcends all realms. He said this: the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a hostile universe or a friendly one. One of the most prolific scientists in history is essentially saying that in order to experience a friendly universe, you must decide that it is friendly. This is an internal locus of control. The decision you make will affect your outlook on life, on people, on things, and all the events happening around you, and also change your reasoning as to why they are happening, right? Stoicism is the mentality of the warrior, the Spartan, the gladiator going into battle where he can die but choosing to not let it affect his emotional state. There's a quote by um, the ancient Chinese philosopher called uh, Lao Tzu. I'm not sure if I'm fucking saying it right, but it goes, the best fighter is never angry. Um, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that Bruce Lee adopted this, this kind of philosophy as well. Um, I mean, 100% he did. He did adopt Stoicism, but I'm not sure if uh, Bruce Lee kind of played with uh with this quote um a lot of his quotes seem like they're based on this his water quote adapt right be water um they're based on the fact that the best fighter is never angry stay focused right stay neutral don't let things get to you this is a perfect transition into the next philosophy slash religion that i will introduce which is Taoism, uh, founded by lao tzu in ancient chinese times this is the Eastern counterpart to Stoicism, I believe, but it is much older and fundamental. Taoism is a very simple school of thought, and it's basically this. It's actually a religion, but everything in the universe belongs to something they call the Tao or the Way. The Way is simply nature or the universe or God at the core level. It simply exists. It has always and will always exist. It is not evil nor good. It simply is. A main idea that Taoism adopts is the idea of the yin and yang. The balance of chaos and order, finding order within chaos and chaos within order. But ultimately, the way is a fine line between both. When you see that, uh, you know, that yin and yang symbol, it's that fine line that you have to walk between both of, the, of, of those chaos and order. This is the perfect balance, right, in your life. In harmony, when you're in harmony with the Tao, um, nothing is forced. There's nothing bad, quote-unquote bad, because if you are in tune with the universe, then everything will flow according to the natural way of things. Stoicism, I believe, is embedded in Taoism. You cannot be stoic without following the Tao or the way or being able to let go of what you can't control. Um, when I was getting into, you know, I think in one of my other episodes, I, was, I talked about the influence that like Conor McGregor and his rise to stardom had on me. And I started rethinking what the fuck, what is going on? What does this guy know that, that I don't know that other people do not know? Because obviously he was a plumber at 18 years old. And in five years, he became a rock star. Well, not, not five, but around five years. I mean, he, he, he did what he said he was going to do. And he, 
he had this hit this mentality stoicism i mean look it up on youtube conor mcgregor stoicism whatever they go into detail about his philosophy you know being very zen etc um but i mean you know this idea is often translated in like western religions when you talk about christianity etc it's a common slogan right mostly manifested in soccer moms bumper stickers that say let go and let god something like that but you must be able to let go if you cannot if you cannot let go and still and still hold on uh to your ego then you won't see results you won't you won't be free you won't let things flow um you cannot you cannot hold on to the to, to, to the idea of self to the idea of pride to the idea of i'm one person in in, in a sea of other people and it's competition or you cannot hold on to that you must transcend that and this is what we're trying to do here man this is what probing truth is all about i'm not here to lecture you i'm not a fucking book i'm just like a database of references and every single episode you know you can take what you what you learn what you what you find out from here what, you, what you're informed about in these episodes and do your own research and find your own way that's what it's about it's about the little compass it's a little compass for everybody uh to point them to point them in the right direction for their life for their own idea of success right but when you get attached to material possessions or an idea of success and what success should be then you will suffer when you don't have that on the other on the other hand if you are grateful for what you have and feel blessed for life itself then everything else is a plus and to add to that every setback is an opportunity if you live in accordance with the way or God or the universe, right? And you truly believe that these things, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, you'll trust that. You'll trust that everything in your life, good or bad, is meant to happen. And that arriving to the correct destination at the end of the journey is the most important thing, regardless of what you have to uh, go through to get there. Taoism is more of a religion, uh, while Stoicism is a philosophy. This is why I say that Stoicism is kind of embedded in Taoism. Practicing Stoic habits does not make you uh, a Taoist um, and adopting certain thought patterns of Taoism does not make you a Taoist either, right? If you, you can be a Catholic Taoist, you can, you can, you can be a Catholic who applies certain, certain uh, ways of trains of thought or whatever, like patterns, um, certain philosophies in your own life, but still believe in, in whatever Catholics believe, Christians believe, whatever your, your religion. I think we should adopt the best elements of different cultures in order to supplement our own mission within our culture. Um, sometimes it is hard to understand the full picture when you've just been shown one side of it, right? Venture and discover different ideas and philosophies, but always be anchored in the idea of God and in the culture that you were raised in. Um, all these cultures, all these religions have an idea of God. It just might not be the same God. But always be anchored in the idea of God. It's important. And just like a little post note, I guess. I was never this big religious guy. I've always had my doubts about religion as just like an institution. I always asked questions about why we needed it. Why we needed certain churches. Why we needed certain institutions. Why we needed certain people to tell us what to do and how to think. Um, so I've always been that, that, that guy, you know, that just asked questions. And my mom just couldn't fucking get me you know, get me uh, uh, satisfied, I guess, with, with the answer. So she'd always be like, just go online and, and search out. What the fuck? We're asking qu stupid ass questions. Uh, but in my head, they were not stupid. You know, they were necessary, I think. Every every person who's on the journey is asking themselves, why or do I believe in certain things? 
And on this journey, I realized that religion and philosophy are certain things that you a man must have and must be strong philosophies to endure life, to endure pain, and to not um, be, you know, easily, I guess, influenced from the bad, right? Easily corrupted. Um, and I think that's what that's why I kind of made this whole page. And you know, the whole monetary aspect, people have been talking about, like, yo ads and growing revenue and all this bullshit and at the end of the day like uh i feel like when you do it like that you start you when you do it for that you start losing the vision of what you want like just the content you want to put out there for everybody um in a sense i'm also doing it for myself i said before you know uh i think writing out typing out like scripts about my position on certain things and actually putting my words and my thoughts on a piece of paper and speaking them into existence uh fortify my conviction of, of them you know what i mean um so I, I have a better idea of what i truly believe and if i put it on the paper or say something it doesn't really make sense all right you know what? i'm gonna go back and actually make sense of it and, and and see where i stand on certain issues and and and, and my beliefs um it's kind of like a blog like i said but at the same time i know a lot of people can go and will go through the same thing it's just mostly personal like a personal thing um you don't really talk about people you know talk about random uh about this with, with random people so um i think it's a cool place people are fucking plug in and just see what's up and i think nowadays men are lacking this sort of perspective to things um you know philosophy fucking what was last time girls like gender shit right girls gender dynamics philosophy um certain things that they don't get taught in schools and it's hard to kind of come across them randomly because you're always focused on work or school or some other stuff or a girlfriend and when you do start talking about things that you know don't fit in with with the current paradigm don't fit in with with uh yeah like i said a paradigm that wants you to fit in people people around you start saying like whoa hey buddy like relax like that that doesn't make sense because I wasn't raised that way. And then the more they open their mouths and give their opinions on certain things, the more you realize they were raised like a pussy. But yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, tell them. Tell them, hey, my friend, you know, this is the way things are. It's a truth. Some things are biological. Some things we cannot change. And they've been constant throughout time and history. So read the ancient text. Go to probingtruth.com. May it help you on your journey. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, when you are set, when you are the man that you want to become, tell Junior. Guide Junior and say, hey, Junior, this is the way, son. You you are the leader of, of our next generation. We know that the modern day schools and leftist institutions are trying to suppress little kids' masculinity. They're trying to make them more feminized. They're trying to convince them that masculinity is toxic, that you know, certain aspects of masculinity have led to, you know, paid or yeah, patriarchal systems and capitalism and corporatism is a is a result of that because we've never seen women leaders and uh, you know women lead great empires, etc. Therefore, they must be oppressive to women or some bullshit. And little junior cannot be influenced by that. Know where you're taking your kids at the end of the day. So. And lead by example as well. You know what I mean? You can't just talk the talk and not walk the walk. You have to be the guy that you tell your son to strive to become. You know what I mean? You have to 
lead the, the future generation, be a role model. But in order to do that, we have to grow ourselves. Um, so that's how I see it. The, the hardest job is being a parent, is being a dad, being a good role model. And in order, in order to, to start, you have to start with yourself, bettering yourself. That's going to be it. God bless. Peace.